0: I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Welcome back, guys, to Beyond the Bikini Radio. I have one of my good friends here, Sarah Ford, all the way down in Tampa, Florida, um, we actually met through Instagram, I think, what was it, three years ago, um, and I'm just excited to have her on my podcast. I have met Sarah through social media. We talked a lot about recovery, um, our relationship with food, and we were good like support systems for each other, and even when I was looking at places down in Florida, she was so kind, such a sweet soul, um, let me stay with her stay with her while i was looking at places and finding my new home and both of us are in a bikini prep um, and i will say that you might experience some prep brain from the two of us and i apologize for <laughs> in advance um, mine's really bad today and i also want to throw out a disclaimer we are talking about uh disordered relationships with food so if you find that that material might be sensitive to you This is a trigger warning, just in case um, I have some listeners out there that are currently suffering a little bit too much and might find this uh, podcast uncomfortable for them. Okay. So Sarah, why don't you go ahead and like introduce yourself? Uh, What are you up to? And yeah, let let us know who you are.
1: Yeah. So I think I actually like my first like slide into your DMs or whatever on Instagram. Ooh, who did it first? (laughs) <laughs> i think i think i did but i think because you were like cooler than me like you had oh, you you had more i think well i reached out to you because i had always wanted to compete um but i was nervous um i think about like my background with anorexia so i want to say my first question to you was something along the lines of like how did you know you were ready um or something like that and are just you know, relationship kind of evolved from there. Um, but, uh, I guess a little about me. So I am, yeah, down in Tampa. Um, I'm getting, I'm currently getting my master's degree in exercise science from the university of South Florida. Um, I have one class this summer, but, um, it's online, so, um, nothing too intensive, but I am loving my program and, um, Just all the, um, you know, education that I um, am getting and um, I hope to spread that, you know, knowledge to my clients and just general um, population as a whole.
0: Yeah. So, Sarah, what made you want to pursue a master's degree in exercise science and what are you currently doing with your degree in regards to coaching?
1: So... I, my undergraduate is in health sciences and I've always been passionate about, you know, nutrition and um, exercise. So when I found out that univers- that, that USF had a um, exercise science program, I dove a little bit more into the research um, and realized like how impactful educating myself was in my own journey Um, and I just wanted to further that education because I know being educated helped me so much. Um, so I figured the more that I could acquire, um, to share to others would really help. Yeah. I think
0: what is so powerful is education. And I always tell my clients, like I'm an educator first and then a trainer second, because education brings a lot of clarity And when someone is going through a struggle or, um, a personal battle, I think it's because they don't have that road of what's kind of like, I don't want to say right and wrong, but what makes sense and what is optimal. Um, and that's what, for me, like my, I just have a bachelor's degree in exercise science, but when I was applying like my nutrition classes, I took my exercise science classes. I'm like, wow, like this is all making sense and there's actual science to support it and not just these like, false beliefs and voices that I hear in my head from my eating disorder.
1: Yes, you explained it way better than I just did. But that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, and it, it is empowering to educate yourself. And um, like you said, with you know, my clients, I'm currently I'm an online coach as well. Like Nicole is I do nutrition and training coaching. Um, I'm part of team BioLane. So Lane Norton Super and Holly cool. Baxter. Um, I work underneath them along with, um, two other coaches and, um, that's, you know, first and foremost is I encourage all my clients. I'm like, ask me all the questions because that's how you're going to learn. And that's how you're going to, um, really make life, you know, progress to last a lifetime.
0: Yeah. And it's so important to actually, like as a client to ask your coach questions and to have that open communication with them, but also just feel like you can ask anything and it not be a stupid question. I, I love when my clients ask me questions because then I can, you know, cover it more in depth on a podcast or videos, um, instead of just like email, but like you got to email, you got to reach out to your coach. Your coach should want to answer your questions. If they're not wanting to, that's another podcast for another day. Yes.
1: That's a red flag, but not, not on this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But Sarah, why don't we, um, get a little bit uncomfortable and talk about our eating disorders and kind of where they stemmed from. Um, and we're going to go through like how they've evolved over time and how we've gotten to the point where we don't define ourselves as our disorder. Cause I remember I used to kind of like when I was getting to know someone, I, that was one of my identifying like principles. So like what an identifying principle is, is like your age, um, what you do, where you live, kind of like how you naturally introduce yourself. It's not like you said, I'm Sarah Ford and I am anorexic or I am this because I truly believe that you have to get rid of that label to grow and evolve away from it. So like now I don't go to like someone new and talk about myself and as I get a little bit more comfortable, I don't say like, hi, I'm Nicole and I struggle with anorexia and bulimia. Like I don't, I don't do that.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly don't even think about, you know, that anymore um, as part of like who I am. But like you said, for so long um, it, it kept me sick thinking that way, Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess for me, you know, it started. It kind of did start out of an identity thing, Um, you know, 14 years old. So going into high school and I always identified as an athlete, um, another label. um, And (laughs) I wanted to. That's
0: all we are is just a bunch of labels. Right,
1: right. Um, But I wanted to go out for the cross country team in high school. And, um, started running and also thought, oh, I will quote unquote, clean up my diet. Um, long story short, clean up my diet started to mean eating nothing and running, um, or next to nothing, you know, um, not enough fuel for an athlete and running, 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 um, got very sick very quickly, um, didn't even get to go out for the cross country team because I was so sick and so weak that my doctors, um, wouldn't let me. So that's how that plan went. Um, and, uh, from there, you know, I was eventually put into a treatment center. I was hospitalized and then went to treatment. Um, but in treatment is when I first, um, kind of started to get the education on proper nutrition, nutrition, um, My dietician, when I was inpatient, um, was um, and still is just an amazing woman. And I started to learn about carbohydrate metabolism and fat and why your body needs protein and all these different things. And I was like, wow, like, what was I doing to myself? Like, I wanted to be this high performing athlete and I was self-sabotaging. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's a lot more to an eating disorder than the food. Um, there, you know, a lot of confidence and control issues, but, uh, being educated about the nutrition did help, you know, as far as like a turning point in my recovery.
0: Yeah, that's, um, wow. I actually didn't realize how much our stories were in alignment with each other Yeah, because my eating disorder also started when I was 14. Um, and it just kind of came out of a place of, Hey, I'm going to start this diet. Um, my mom was actually on this crazy low calorie diet it is not her fault on why I developed my eating disorder, but I saw kind of what she was doing, which was extremely low carb. Um, it was monitored by a physician and she's eating around 800 calories a day. I don't know why this doctor had her on yeah, this
1: diet. I've heard but of yeah. those. <laughs>
0: Gosh, but I followed it. Like I, I wanted to keep her motivated. So I was like, I should also do this because like, well, if my mom's going to lose weight, maybe I should lose some weight. I didn't need to lose weight, um, but I, I remember weighing myself and being unhappy with a number, and I have no idea why, and I have no idea why I pulled, like, a smaller number in my head to randomly want to be, mm-hmm. um, and I went down, like, a really bad rabbit hole of, like, I don't know if you struggled with this, but it's, like, inspiration
1: websites. Do you, do you remember those? I, I did not, but I know what you're talking about. Um, okay. Ironically, I always looked up to, like, the fitness body. Which, you know, little did I know, these, you know, fit, you know, bikini bi- competitor, um, figure competitor type women weighed way more than I did. Um, and to achieve that physique, I would need to weigh a ton more. Yeah, yeah.
0: I used to look at like celebrities back then. And that was before. And that was
1: the era of that.
0: Yeah, that was before like Instagram was super big.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I was striving to be a body that wasn't natural for me. And. Um, I don't know how fast like you got sick but I would say in the first month I dropped like 10 pounds and my doctor was like there's something wrong like there's like sure she became a vegetarian but there's no reason why she should have lost as much weight in a month and um, I think that that all came out of me being manipulated by Not only like the inspiration websites, but then again, like my thoughts were became disordered because Mm -hmm. of these sites. And when you're young and you're vulnerable, um, you're you're at a phase in your life where you're learning and conditioning yourself. And I think that that just did not help me at all. Um, and I continued to suffer with my eating disorder with a variety of different disorders. It did get better my junior and senior year because I realized that it was affecting my sports performance. So. That's something interesting that you mentioned. And I actually had a gymnastics coach at the time who called me out. She's actually, she's incredible. She's a fitness competitor and she's been on the Olympia stage too. And she used to tell me that like, I needed to eat more. And that was probably, that was such a mind twist for me because usually the sport of gymnastics are always telling us to eat less. Mm-hmm. And she was always like, you need to eat more. You need muscle. You need to get stronger. You need to eat. eat yeah. Eat. And I was like, Whoa. Um, and so that I kind of got better after that comment. Cause it really like opened my eyes. Cause I saw her and her
1: physique was incredible. Um, That's funny. Yeah. I had a similar experience. Um, I relapsed again when I was uh, 18 um, and it was a trainer at my gym and um, that he was like you know how much cardio are you doing you know <laughs> what are you doing like what you know what are you doing to yourself right now and that was kind of like a oh wow like uh, this is not what I want um it's
0: like when someone else calls you out on your bullshit yeah it's like you're in you're in a trans and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit this isn't just in my head like this is actually happening
1: yeah and I think um yeah, it makes it, makes it real. Um, one thing that
0: I see a lot of people who struggle with eating disorders is they identify with that eating disorder, regardless of that being anorexia. I've binge eating disorder. I have bulimia. How did you work on, like, what was the biggest thing in your recovery, um, mentally to detach away from your eating disorder? Because although eating disorders are kind of like, I look at eating disorders like a demon, um, where we have like a good angel and a bad angel on our shoulder and eating disorders to me are like the bad angel emphasized times 10. Yeah. Um, but they become our best friend in a way it's like a frenemy. Um, and I think it's really hard to let go of that frenemy because they're, they've always been there for us yet. They're very self-destructive to us. So tell me, um, a little bit of how you got that bad side to subside and get to a place where you were no longer identifying with your disorder. And like, what was like the biggest turning point that just made you say, I'm done, I'm getting better?
1: So, yeah, for me, it was, it was a long time. Like I said, relapsed again when I was 18, Um, didn't really get better again, you know, still identified with being the small one, Um, you know, the... The skinny girl, kind of, um, and then finally, I think I was twenty. I started to relapse again, but this time, um, you know, I was in college. I was in a relationship, you know, in the I'm, with my fiance, who my, you know, I'm he's my fiance now, <laughs> yeah, um, but he was you know boyfriend at the time, and um, I just started to see. I finally saw. Um, what I was doing to myself, and all of the opportunities that I had, and all the potential that I had in my life, and how I was letting being sick, and this eating disorder, this kind of like demon, like you said, um, I always think of it as like an abusive boyfriend. Um, just That's... this, you know, self defeating thing was I was letting my I was getting in my own way. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't want this. Like, I want all these things out of life, you know, school. Um, you know, I have this amazing guy in my life, um, who was very supportive, you know, during that time, but, you know, I mean, how can anyone, you know, watch their you know, loved one just like wither away and, you know, it's, it's so hard. Um, and I think for me, it was, I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be sick anymore. I want to be strong. Um, physically, um, I was also getting into lifting weights at that time, um, and understanding that I needed to weigh, way more and eat way more and lift way heavier to kind of get the body I wanted. But besides the physical body, you know, I, I wanted to feel strong and just feel confident. Um, and I think that was just the turning point was like, I have too much going on for me. I'm not going to, um, let this identity hold me back yeah and I
0: think that relationships especially when you're in one where you feel really loved you have an eye-opening moment where it's like wow this isn't just hurting me it's hurting the ones I love around me and yeah be a big eye-opener
1: yeah definitely um so shout out to Mike for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike is awesome Um, I know when I was recovering, so I had a couple relapses, which guys, if you're in recovery and you have relapses, no, like that's a part of the journey.
1: Definitely.
0: You just got to keep on trucking along. Um, But my eating disorder transitioned into bulimia, which was actually harder for me to overcome because I don't, so whenever you make yourself sick, you actually release Mm -hmm. dopamine almost like someone who struggles with overexercising, they get a dopamine rush from the exercise. Um, it's a release of like tension. So it's very highly addictive. Um, but I remember having a conversation with a significant other at the time and also my parents. And I, they didn't really know much. I still don't think they know much to this day. So hello, podcast. Um, <laughs> but my my aunt had recently passed away and nobody could really figure it out until it was discovered that it was due to her eating disorder. And that like really opened my eyes. Um, after this one day when I relapsed and I felt like my heart was like just rushing and I just didn't feel good. And I was like, I don't want to be like my aunt where someone finds me that was my biggest fear. And and that's dark. I know this like took a little bit of a twist, but eating disorders kill people, you guys. And it's not just about getting healthy. It's it's about possibly saving your life, too. And yeah. I I saw my potential. I saw that I I was just hurting myself and I was like enough. Like why why am I hurting myself? Why aren't I allowing myself to live my life? I'm worthy of living a healthy life. Um and I, I just, I didn't want someone to see me do that to myself anymore.
1: Yeah, I think we both identify with wanting to, seeing our, our potential and wanting more for ourselves um, yeah. and um, knowing that we're just worth more than, than a life of being stuck in an eating disorder. So
0: what is it like being in a bikini prep? post eating disorder recovery, because I get a lot of questions on, hey, I struggled with an eating disorder and my relationship with food, but it's been better now and I'm wanting to compete. What are your thoughts? I always get this as a inquiry, which I'm sure you might have as well, but tell me your thoughts on why you felt like now was the right time Yeah, um, and advice you'd give to someone who inquires on that related topic.
1: So I guess I want to backtrack a little bit to before, mm-hmm. you know, prep um, mm-hmm. is that lifting weights is not a, a cure for an eating disorder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, lifting weights will not cure your anorexia. Like that lifting weights was a part of my is a part of my journey and something I love Um, But I think there's a lot like on social media, like girls think, oh, I want to I have to gain weight, you know, because I'm sick. I'll just lift weights. And, you know, it's like a disguise almost. Um, There's a lot of mental work and work with a therapist, I think, needs to go down.
0: I'm still wanting to go back to a therapist and do more work and not only just with my disorder, but also. Yeah, I think everybody could use a therapist. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like, if you can afford, if your insurance covers it, like, we could all use, you know, that third, you know, kind of outside opinion. Um, Yeah. And even if college girls out
0: there, there usually is, like, I swear, like, 90% of the time, there's usually a counselor on. That's
1: true.
0: Please, for the love of freaking... jesus (laughs) jesus <laughs> go take advantage of that because yeah when you become a real adult um and you're not in university I not that you're not a real adult but like when you don't have those tools and resources therapy can add up um i mean there's online apps like BetterHelp. this is not sponsored but there's online apps like that but in-person therapy is traditional it's been shown to be successful um And if you're in college, like take advantage of that. Do not be ashamed of needing help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like it's important to make that disclaimer that, um, you know, diving into the bodybuilding lifestyle or weightlifting lifestyle is not going to fix you, cure you, whatever you want to call it.
0: Um,
1: And I just, that annoys me when I see people trying to say that, you know, it will. Um, anyway, guess. <laughs> uh, I, <digress. laughs> I, I guess, um, so for me, I felt I, you know, was in a good place with my, um, you know, eating and exercise. Like I had felt like I had a healthy relationship with both. Um, and I had been lifting weights for a while, not consistently. Um, and I actually, you know, I reached out to a co- my coach, Steven, um, Steven Bogrand, shout out. Uh, because I wanted to build and I wanted to focus on building. And I think like, for me, like knowing that I was like, I, I wanted that, like I didn't, it wasn't like I wanted to be small anymore. You know, I really wanted to build. Um, and I, and I knew that that's what I needed to do if I wanted to step on the stage.
0: Yeah. Um, I
1: think that was a sign. And then I think just, um, you know, I think humans, your body image is not perfect, no <laughs> eating disorder or whatever you know but my you know I wasn't thinking about my body like that all the time you know it was my body wasn't a focus of my life anymore um so that was another sign too when I reached out to him um that I was in a good spot and you know I was seeing a therapist and my therapist you know I'm brutally honest with her and you know she was um brutally honest with me that she thought it was okay you know um so anyway I guess fast forward one, when I, we decided that it was time to prep, um, the, probably the biggest sign to me that I knew I was in a good place to do it is that my biggest fear in starting my prep was that I was too small. Um, and that was, that was a huge shift. Like, wow, never in my life, you know, had I really worried about being too small. Um, and I think, I can I mean, I can honestly say that I have not had any eating disorder thoughts at all in this prep. Um, And I'm at the stage, like I said, I've been dealing with this since I was 14. And, um, you know, I don't I think it's naive to say that you are recovered. But I (laughs) think because I think, you know, like, it's kind of like being an alcoholic, like, you can be uh, in sobriety, right? But that doesn't mean yeah. that if you have a drink that you're going to not be off to the races. So I yeah. think, you know, for me, it's something I'm always going to have to be conscious of that I do have this, um, you know, history, but mm-hmm. like, it doesn't define me, you know, I'm not going to not do something because, um, you know, I have this history. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Um, no, that totally makes sense. And uh, I, th- I think it's, um, I remember through dms we would talk a little bit and you would we would even talk about like when we had like bad body image days which guys like we still do that to this day yeah <laughs> although it's more like bikini prep focus it's not like r- tied to our eating disorder um but i think it's important to have people to talk to whenever you're having a bad day too and realize not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows um and transitioning over into a bikini prep is you are no longer identifying your body with your actual worth. You're creating what I look at bodybuilding is you're creating an art form and a masterpiece and mm-hmm. you're working on chiseling your body in a way that is building. I mean, it's bodybuilding um, to a way that you like. And I mean, I, I think we both agree that we enjoy, um, like the look of a bikini competitor because we're both bikini competitors and, we're working on just building and shaping our body and it takes time. And of course we still have those days where we're like, Oh, like, I I don't know if I feel like I'm there yet. Um, But it has nothing to do with our worth or value as people.
1: And it's beyond our bodies. I mean, for me, it's just the, the process, like, you know, I took a full, you know, year to really focus on building um, and eating to, to grow and just the empowerment I felt in that process of lifting heavy weight, you know, um, setting PRs in the gym. Um,
0: this past year, I have noticed your confidence has just blossomed.
1: Oh, and it has nothing to do with my body. Nothing. It has everything to do with, um, you know, taking, doing something hard, like, um, challenging myself to a strength block that had numbers that I was like, are you sure coach? Um, you know, and it gave me the confidence to apply to grad school and, um, go after a career that really has no set career path. Um, just, I don't know. I really feel like it all, for me, it started in the gym with, um, you know, pushing, pushing myself and challenging myself uh, to take on uh, really just any challenge that life had to throw at me think you fell uh, head over heels for it <laughs> yes and like you know I would do this stage or no stage and that's kind of was another thing for me is like I'm not doing this because I want to be shredded on stage like to me it's almost like a science experiment like it's cool like that's part of it but like like you said it's like showing off the hard work um both you know the the body is just the the fit the the product that people see but you know we all know when we see competitors on stage how much work and how much dedication not just in prep but in you know the 52 weeks before the prep you know
0: yeah. you started. Oh yeah I just get so excited too because I like see where I'm at now and I just turned 24 and I tell you this all the time I'm like I'm so excited to see what I'll look like when I'm 30.
1: I know <laughs> I mean we're like baby I'm 23 and you know a lot of these IFBB pros are like 30 like it takes time and that's the beauty is truly in the journey and I know that's a total cheese ball thing to say but oh, whatever it's I'm so true so I'm a cheese ball whatever
0: <laughs> yeah i think i think it's so powerful the fact that it's just going to continue to grow and get better and get stronger and there's going to be moments to push which is that's the prep that's the grind that's the I have two two sessions of cardio today, which we talk about. And, like, Sarah and I are the same. Like, we will fucking work.
1: Yeah. like <laughs> And we don't care. <laughs> Coach, you gave me the option. Like, I'm working. And I think that's the other thing, too, is being aware that what you're doing is extreme. Um, you know, we both know what we're doing is extreme. And we both have a game plan. Um, oh, and we and both look- have amazing coaches, too. Yeah to check check us like we said earlier you know you got to check yourself
0: I actually will send Paul so I send this to my clients weekly and it's like a video response for their check-ins but I send Paul video responses instead of a written email so he can see my demeanor and to make sure I'm mentally healthy too
1: yeah and that's huge
0: yeah because he's not going to push me if I seem like they're they're so good at seeing those signs um and I don't know I don't mind pushing and I also know too like this whole quote-unquote prep feels is not how I want to feel my whole life like this is like the only thing from my eating disorder that brings back in prep is like the tiredness and the fatigue and like the mental fog like these are all negative things from my disorder but that's also a reminder to me, like, hey, like, calories are so important. Like, Nicole, just think about in your building phase, like, you didn't feel this way. Like, you had energy, like, all the time. You never had, like, brain fog. Um, just be happy. Like, this isn't my life all the time. I remember my life being like this all the time for fucking years. Yeah. I used to feel like this. And now, because I'm healthy mentally, I can distinguish, like, wow, like, this sucks like that that prep feels like that sucks like I don't know if people would want to feel like that all the time again that's another podcast for another day but I'm not sure if you relate to that
1: on, at all yeah on some level like because yeah I mean I get all my gym stuff for me the gym the cardio and the the diet are the easy parts but you know I like folding the laundry like sucks like <laughs> that's like like it's like struggle bust for me to like fold laundry. I'm like, I mean, no, folding laundry isn't the most fun task, but like, yeah. like I don't know. I don't know. No, um, I get it.
0: It's just the little things become more taxing. Like if I need to go to the grocery store again, I'm like, ugh. And i don't yeah. want to. And
1: well, and just, then, you know, prep brain. So you always forget, you know, things on your list.
0: Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> though, every day of my life.
1: But yeah, but I think it's just important, like, like the whole label thing you know like I don't I'm not being like letting prep like oh I'm in prep like that like not using that as, as an excuse like you know I just you know wrapped up my uh, semester of grad school very deep in prep and yeah it was hard but you would not catch me complaining because I chose to be Um, you know, in that position. I chose to be in grad school. I chose to be competing. Um, And yeah, they're both, you know, stressors, but they're amazing stressors. And I'm blessed to be able to be in the position I was in. It's about showing gratitude versus being the victim. Yeah. And if you're going to be the victim about it, like, why are you doing it? My God, like, yeah then you're I probably know. doing it for the gram or whatever they say <laughs> if
0: instagram that's what you need to ask yourself think about prepping if instagram wasn't here would you still do it yeah and my answer would be yes i'm sure yours yeah. would be as well yeah sure. um but embrace the suck and there's really no perfect time to prep i mean i think that you are a great example of that i'm going through a personal huge life change Moving um, across the country it's right a deal no big deal whatever and getting a puppy but I knew going into it that hey like this is going to make things a little bit harder I'm going to be a little bit slower um but that's okay that's something I feel called to do and I'm not going to use prep as an excuse to not do it and not live my life if you can't live your life while being on prep I don't know if I would recommend you getting into bodybuilding.
1: Yeah. And now that you say that, I think that's honestly why I love the lifestyle. Um, you know, it's that overcoming challenges, uh, you know, it, I think for me, it started with overcoming the challenge of letting go of anorexia and choosing to recover. Like that was a freaking challenge, um, putting, you know, going through grad school, you know, it's a challenge, um, but life would be so boring if we didn't. I don't know. I just I refuse to settle for for average for myself, and that requires challenging myself.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful too. And I feel like with prep, like that's what's so rewarding is. Yeah, we well, you haven't stepped on stage yet. You will soon. Um, yeah, the show day's fun. The hair, makeup, all that's great. But it's more the process, and you realize like how strong you really are and you just get to impress your own damn self and yeah it's it's just so rewarding which I'm sure you're learning and oh yeah yeah I, I've just I've been so happy seeing you turn into the woman that you are today and I'm so excited to get down there and hang out more <laughs> I am and train too. more
1: I am so. so
0: Sarah um Before we log off, because I'm definitely wanting to get you on my podcast again, and guys, make sure you go follow Sarah. All of her information is going to be down below in the description. But Sarah, um, what would your advice be to your younger self and to the girl who is looking at those fitness girls in the magazine that she wants to be like?
1: That you being you, you are so capable and your journey is yours. And the possibilities are endless.
0: Yes, that's so great. And um, why don't you tell us one goal you're working for when it comes to competing and your personal life right now? Um, And then I have one more fun question for
1: you. (laughs) When it comes to competing, I guess my goal right now is just to focus on this first show of the season and. Bring the, you know, I know my conditioning's there, but the posing is what I personally is my biggest goal is to just go in with the confidence, um, you know, that I, I truly feel on the inside and present it on the outside.
0: Yeah. And of course, stage presence takes time to develop, but I think you've you've come a, a long way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not so much a baby gazelle anymore. So,
0: <laughs> And These then one proof. personal goal you're working for right now.
1: One personal goal is um, I'm really trying to read more research that isn't assigned to me um, in grad school. You know, I always, you know, I like reading research, um, but making the time to to educate myself on, um, you know, things that are unknown to me so that I can better help my clients and um, the, you know, anyone that wants my advice in general. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. Um, I think as
0: someone in the coaching space it's so important to constantly um improve and learn because there's more science that comes out there constantly um and it's good to brush up on topics that you're passionate about and topics oh that can yeah you,
1: you never know it all you never know it all never okay and then sarah i
0: know you hate this question but i'm going to ask it anyway oh, what on. food are you wanting post-show
1: This so I'm like so lame because all I can think of is like a big bowl of oatmeal with peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) But yum, um, yum. But it's so good. No, honestly, I'll probably um probably either sushi or um. I don't know. I just I could see a like I think it would be a great picture to have me with a burger and be all oompa loompa orange. Oh yeah, tiny, you gotta get the basic burger. bikini burger. Pick. Yeah, basic or like a big old steak or something. That would be nice too.
0: Yeah, um, you and I are so similar with that. We're just kind of like if eh, with the food. I know yeah. for myself, um, <clears throat> I've really been wanting some sushi, and then I always get froyo. But one random craving is I just want a cookie like that's a, yeah,
1: okay, I I, I really a cookie yeah i just really want a cookie
0: like just like one one of the chewy kind like i don't really care what flavor it is it's just as long as it's not oatmeal because that just ruins dreams um <laughs> but i just want a cookie that's all
1: i've, I've been craving rotisserie chicken lately so that's
0: oh, that's yeah. that i could totally sit down <laughs> with a whole rotisserie chicken and be so happy fit, fit girl probs <laughs> you're like what do you want now just a chicken that's
1: all yeah you're weird okay but
0: that just proves that you're not doing it just for the food too. You're doing it for No, you.
1: I could care less.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Sarah, thank you so much for uh, taking time to hop on my podcast. Um, I'm really looking forward to connecting more um, once I move. And I'm wishing you the best of luck until I see you. I think you're going to be stepping on stage when I am traveling on down there. I want everyone to go check out Sarah, go support her and her journey Um, she's come such a long way and her story is very inspirational and I wish you the best of luck, Sarah.
1: Thank you, Nicole.